Hi, thank you for tuning into this short story episode of the Digital Nomad Stories podcast. Over the past months, I've interviewed a lot of digital nomads and I've learned so much from all of them. I wanted to highlight some of the key insights I got from all the interviews released so far. So I decided to release a 10 to 15 minute short story episode every Thursday, in addition to the full interviews that go live every Monday. Hey Nomads, welcome to this new short story episode. Uh, This is a good one, I think, because in this episode, I am talking to Jeff Sauer and we're talking about how he transitions out of his like more traditional career to starting and growing his own business and other income streams. He mentions in in this episode that he took his time building his business, uh, which is something that I definitely did not do. I wish I would have had this interview with Jeff, like, let's say four years ago, <laughs> would have saved me a lot of stress. So I'm sharing it with you now. Use this to your advantage and enjoy this interview that I had with Jeff Sauer. I had been teaching during this whole time. I was teaching in a classroom as well. So I, I, I I've taught at both a university and a, like a trade school or a, a, a educational institute. And I, I I was really good at it, but I didn't know how to scale it. And I was like, I, the dream was that I was going to teach online and just move everything to recorded videos and everything like that. But I didn't know about recording videos. I didn't know about editing. I didn't know anything. So from 2013, when I when I quit my job until 2015, I didn't make. I made about a thousand dollars total off of my online courses. So my dream was to sell to travel the world making online courses or having an online business. And it made a thousand dollars. So, and I was living in San Francisco, and so that my rent was like six thousand dollars a month at the time. And so I was like, "Yeah, this isn't happening." So I had to. My wife had a job at the time, but she wanted to quit it. So she was sort of our primary breadwinner. But then I sustained through consulting. So I would do projects here and there. I would I would actually use my blog as a lead generator, and people would fill up my contact form all the time and say, "Hey Jeff, do you do this? Hey Jeff, do you do that?" So I would I would take on the leads that I get, service them. And it was enough money to pay the bills on my side of it. And then it was enough eventually for my wife to quit her job. Um, This is around 2015 when she finally quit her job. We went nomad. But it was sort of the first six months of being digital nomads in 2015 to 2016. I I had told her, I'd sold her basically like I have a bunch, we have a bunch of money in savings. If, If this doesn't work, we can live about a year and then we'll have to just go back and get jobs. So that was sort of our thing, right? Is that we'll just go back and get jobs if this doesn't work out. It finally got to the point where where the business, the online business, well, for the first two years, I didn't even pay us a sal. I didn't pay myself a salary. I only at the end of the year, if I had money left over, we would sort of put it back into our bank account. That was that was how it was for a couple of years. And then in 2017, I think it was that I finally gave myself a salary and finally gave myself a paycheck. So it, it is a it's a pretty long long road from like a dream you know, 10, 15 years before or years ago today um, to like 10 years ago saying, okay, I'm going to put some action into place and and sort of hedging my bets, transitioning to the point where, you know, five years later, it it was that I sustained myself fully. But I never really, I did it the the, sort of the, a road that was meant to be sustainable and meant to be, it was, I was playing the long game. You could probably do it more quickly. I know people can do it more quickly, but also, you know, it's like, okay, well, um, do you want to? And and I and I was at a point where I didn't mind 
doing it the long way. Cause I was like, this is the rest of my life. This isn't just like a, you know, burn through everything and leave. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I wish I did <laughs> like you did because I did it much quicker, but also it was so stressful. <laughs> yeah. I never recommend people to do what I did because I went all in and, um, yeah, it was uh, very stressful. I mean, now it's, it's fine, but yeah. It was, it was no fun. Like I wish I started my, my business as a side hustle, mm-hmm. like you did, and then just slowly grew it. But I'm also very impatient. Yeah. Um, and I think lesson number one that I learned in entrepreneurship is patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so important. And that's also what I hear in your story that that patience served you really well because it made it, it made a business very sustainable. And I think it's also very good to share that story because a lot of people think, okay, well, I'm going to start a business, you know, like it takes me a few months probably, you know, to set this up. It's all online. (laughs) At least I really underestimated it. So thank you for sharing your story that it was not quick fix to like quitting your job and then, oh yeah, like six months later, you know, like. Yeah. I mean, reinventing yourself takes a while. Right. And like one of the things you see about like the startup world is that most startups we think they happen to be overnight success but there's the quote that it take takes five to ten years to become an overnight success and i think that's pretty clear and and um yeah recognizing that is good and getting momentum while you have the other thing in place like like a side hustle is is definitely it may limit you in how high you can go but also you're going to have to struggle for five years, whether you're doing it full-time or part-time. It's, it is a struggle. So it's like, do you want the, the, the safety net or not? And so I, I, I chose the safety net for sure. But I was also just, just to give people an idea as to age and everything like that. I had just turned 30 and I was, I had already had a successful first career and a lot of savings and stuff like that. So if you're doing it in your twenties, you don't have those luxuries, right? You're, you're sort of, go, you're going all in to make make the opportunity in place. The other thing is that if you, if you know that it's your inevitability, then I might have regret of missing 10 years of doing this, right. Of not, of not doing this 10 years earlier. So, so, so you might be behind, you might feel like you jumped in and stressful, but also you now have a longer window that this can be out there for you, which is, which is a good thing. So there's always a grass is greener on, on each way to do it. And, yeah. and no one, no two situations are the same really. Absolutely. Yeah, totally true. Um, Yeah, like you said, the grass is always greener and I had nothing to lose. Like you said, I didn't even start my my career yet. I I got out before I even started. So (laughs) well, the cool thing is like with with geographic arbitrage, um, you can sort of go to places and you can figure it out. Right. So some of the places we went to, which hopefully you can get into a little bit is like, you know, I, I traveled the world and did a lot of the same digital nomad places that everybody else does. But that was my way of figuring it out while keeping expenses low, right? Figuring out the business model. Um, I recorded the my first course when we were living in San Francisco. Second one from a Airbnb in Buenos Aires. <laughs> you know, my wife was taking Spanish classes during the day, and I'd record my course. Third one I did from a Airbnb in Chiang Mai. The the fourth one I did in Portugal. You know, so like you know, it's fun that I recorded these things from all over the world and sort of just figured out the the process. But those were all very low cost places in case it didn't work out. I didn't feel the pressure as much as I would have if I would have stayed in San Francisco. I would have probably had to accelerate my timeline up much, much faster by being in a a really expensive place. Yes, absolutely. I think that is, like you said, it's it's such a a luxury to not having to make 
a ton of money in your in your first few months of business because you know that you have your rent covered or you don't need as much like instead of you you only need like a few hundred dollars in 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 a lot of those places or like in southeast asia that's where i went i was like yeah. okay i'm gonna go to southeast asia i'm just gonna make sure that my cost of living is not as like as low as possible but low <laughs> yeah much much lower like one tenth of what i would spend in europe probably yeah exactly and, yeah uh, that's that the cool thing about being a digital nomad that you can actually do that and explore places and that's it for today thank you so much for listening i appreciate it very very much i would appreciate it even more if you could leave a review on apple podcasts for me that way more people can find this podcast more people can hear the inspiring stories that we're sharing and the more people we can impact for the better so thank you so much if you are going to leave a review i really appreciate you and i will see you in the next episode